Hey, Children's Ministry community. Welcome to the Kid Challenge podcast. We want to inspire and challenge you to become a children's ministry leader, taking your ministry to the next level. In Jesus' name. Okay. Everybody say hello. Hello. Where y'all at? Where are we at? Tioga. Kid Reach. Somebody shout Kid Reach. Kid Reach. 2022. 2022. Right. So you guys are on the podcast right now. We're, this is not a live podcast, but it is pre-recorded that I'll be putting on. So uh, we're message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. Here's the uh, title here. Living the lessons we teach. Somebody say alive. Along with the ideas for curriculum writing. So uh, I'll make a plug in here for a, in a little bit about some curriculum that we do have on the table. So uh, Genesis 3.15, 16, when uh, God first preached the, the gospel message about it, he said that he would, uh, Satan would, would bite the heel of, of our Savior, but the Savior would what? Huh? Say it a little bit Crush his head, right? So, one day I was sitting on my couch, and that's where I could get my ideas from, my little idea couch from the Lord. And the Lord said, crush a can, and this Sunday, talk about how when the, when the kids look at the enemy, the enemy is like this. So when you see the enemy today, or when the enemy tries to come up against you, all you are is a crushed can, man. Right? All you are, your head is crushed. You're, you're, you're powerless, right? Somebody say powerless. So uh, we begin to teach about that. I actually brought a cross. I had a wooden cross, and I had that can on the table. You should have seen it. The gospel message, the gospel message always crushes the enemy. So when you preach the gospel, somebody say, I'm crushing the enemy. And so we taught that very simple idea. And uh, the kids were so awesome. They were right across the table. They wanted, I should have brought a bunch of cans. Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could bring, who drinks a lot of soda? I know I don't anymore. So you could bring a lot of your, your cans and just spread them out. If you're outside, take them outside and just let them all have that. Right? That's creative, right? You don't want to do it inside the floor where all the, you know, soda pop is going to get on your carpet. But so that's something that you can do. Something involving they can even, before they crush the can, they can quote the scripture, right? You shall bruise Satan under your feet. You shall crush serpents and scorpions, right? All these, all these scriptures that are coming to my mind, right? You know, he that believeth and baptized shall be saved. All that, you know, shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, they shall, right? All of those, all those scriptures, right? So, message in the bottle. Let's go to number one, uh, the four phases of Kidman lesson. Uh, make the lesson your own. Okay? God is teaching us. As we teach, God is teaching us. Right? Th- that lesson is for us. You know what my wife always says before she teaches a lesson? And she sounds like a broken record. And I can almost quote her as soon as she gets the mic. Because she'll say, this lesson was for me. How many has ever said that? Even to your children. Say it. Say it. Say it. Because they, they know, okay, look, my, my teacher's with the program now. They're not just giving me some something that's not just part of them. They're, 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 they're connected. So tell them, hey, this, this week, this lesson has really hit me and helped me. And 
And you'll get, the kids will start, all right, all right, I'll listen to that. Right? They'll start. And every time she does that, I can see them all, you know, perk up a little bit. So make it your own. Make it your own lesson. All right? And thank you, Sister Washington, for passing those out. I'll slow down right now. I forgot we had them at the back table. While she's doing that, let me make the plug to the curriculum. We have a two-set curriculum and one notebook. This is all apostolic. And one of them is called Beyond 28, the Now Chapters. This is teaching kids the fundamentals of apostolic doctrine using science experiments. Every, every chapter of the book of Acts all the way up to Acts 11. Every chapter, one chapter a week. You can uh, talk to the kids about one chapter a week of the book of Acts. And then the other one is uh, Offer One Soldier, which is teaching kids uh, plan of salvation, oneness of God, soul winning, and becoming apostolic soldiers. So that's in the table back here. We only have a few left, I think three. But you have two of those in one notebook. And then plus we have uh, two, uh, two inspirational writings that we added as a bonus in there. So you get four, really four things for, for 20. And so I want to get rid of those. If I don't sell them, I'll just... Just give them away. Just give them away. I think one, the, the whole suitcase coming here on the airplane, man, made my suitcase heavy. And I don't want to take them home. Y'all can have them. Y'all can go grab them. So number two, live out the lesson. Live out the lesson. Live it out. So as soon as you get your curriculum, if you get it on Sunday right after you teach, see how you can, how can I go live this lesson out? Right? How can I go uh, take it into my world and just, you know what? God can give you something totally different. God can give you, God can expand that lesson. Right? It's, it's just a lesson, but become the lesson. Become the lesson that you're trying to teach. Right? So I always ask for this. When I'm, when I'm about to teach a lesson, I always ask for three things. Here's how it goes. Wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Creativity. And love. Here's how it goes like this. Wisdom, I get it from up here. You get spiritual wisdom. Creativity, how am I gonna how am I gonna give it to the kids? Give me creativity, God, but first let me get it from you. Now let me put it in in the kids' terms. Let me crush cans, let me let me do all kinds of crazy stuff, let me build ships, let me build balloons, let me what am I gonna do? Be creative. Wisdom, somebody say wisdom. And then what? Creativity and then the last thing is love. And that's when you're preaching it, right? That's when you're, you're letting it go. You're letting it go with love. And so you're getting it from him. You're putting it down. You're becoming creative with it. You just let it flow. Just let it flow. Just let, let the Lord help you and let his love flow through you. C, present the lesson, right? How am I? That's what we talked about, creativity, right? Present the lesson. And uh, how can you present that lesson where it's crazy, where it's wild, where it's, uh, eye-catching, if it's through music or if it's through presentation on the screen or if it's through puppets or uh, costumes, all right? And then D, adapted by the students, adopted. I don't know, did I do that wrong? By the students, right? How are the students going to get this lesson? And are we going to, here's what we do. I'm going to give you a very creative thing that you can do. If you have two hours in Sunday school, here's what we do. Here's our format back at home. I'll get to the notes in here in just a second. Uh, we have one hour of Bible study levels 
in, in children's ministry. When you go, there's about five classes, level one, level two, level three, level four. So we have levels. And then the second hour, we go in the chapel, we have power hour. So all these different kids from different levels are coming, different levels of learning. Some are, haven't been born again, some have been born again, some are in ministry, some are soul winning. Some, so we have these different levels. So in the second level, the second hour, they come charging into the chapel. They all have their seats. They're ready to go. They're in power hour. It's, it's high octane. Man, it's high octane. Two cups of coffee. Uh, two boxes of donuts. But yeah, so you, I mean, you got to be high octane. So you got people, you know, we're rushing in there. And then the one hour service goes right in the middle of the one hour service before the teachers begin to teach. Let me tell you what happens to the partner, Pastor Parker. We call it kids sharing time. What they have been learning in the one hour Bible study. We started this and it only started with a few kids that were brave enough. So they get the microphone. Adeline got up there last week. She said, man, if it wasn't for me coming to this church, I wouldn't know nothing about God. And here comes J-Rock. Man, the word of God is a sword. Man, the word of God is a shield for you. And so I'm like, okay, all right. Preach it, man. Preach it, man. And so we call it kid sharing time. It started with a few kids. Now, kid sharing time is from this point almost to the end of that chair over there. Kids wanting to share what they've been learning. So when they come down from level from their levels, they're, they're preaching and teaching what they've been learning. I can guarantee you when they go home, they're like, man, I just preach, but I'm living what I'm, I'm preaching right now. And guess what they do? They're so excited for that presentation time. But you know what? They have it in them. It's been put in them. Apostolic doctrine's been put in them. And uh, to me, it's probably one of the best times of the two hours that we have with the kids. Where we're sitting there listening to them. One of the boys, Brother Thomas Jones, probably one of the shyest kids that you'll ever meet. He's a music director's son. If you're listening to the podcast, you know what I'm talking about. He got up there the other day. He sounded so eloquent, so awesome. I said, man, you are a preacher, brother. We brought the preacher out of you. About the minister out of you, the way he was teaching those those kids. So it's peers to peers. So now the kids are teaching the kids what they've been learning. They teach each other. So you can adopt that in your children's church. That one's for free. I gave that one to y'all for free. So as the kids adopt the lesson, adapt the lesson. That's what you want. That's what you want. You want these kids knowing what they've been learning, right? It's kind of like a test too. Like, hey, what you've been learning up there? Tell us, tell us. And you know what? This brought so much encouragement to the teachers. They like that. It's on the schedule. They've kids sharing time. Teachers, y'all sit down. It's their turn. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. But it's good. Because we're finding out, are these kids learning? But you know what? Not just the learning, the fire behind it. The passion behind what they're, what they're learning is awesome. They're not just up there. Oh, I learned about one God. They got fire. They got they got passion. All right. Let's go to number two: teaching strategy. You can create and customize your own teaching strategy. From this point, I don't think I put any underlines because I didn't want to miss anything. Because uh, 
I, we could go different ways, and I didn't want you not to have any of it. You might can write a, bit, a little bit here, but you can create and customize your own teaching strategy from Sunday to Saturday. What, how, how can you customize it? What are the components, right, to, 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 to a plan for the week? Here's my plan. Purpose. You got to study. Study time. Uh, you're busy. Everybody's busy. But carve some time, some planned, intentional time to study that lesson. Study that lesson. And then number two, props. Get your list. Get your supply list. Get them ready. Get them ready. All right. Get them ready. See, let's go to D. Pray. Of course, you're going to have to pray. Write down any additional ideas. Speak what God is wanting to say to the students. Right? Be apt to teach. Uh, what is God wanting to speak to the children at that hour? I know sometimes we have, we have a set lesson, right? But what, is, what does God want? What does God want? Ask yourself a lot of times, what? God, I know this curriculum was written, but what do you want from this? What do you want? And then let's go to the next one. Of course, you got to pray and then practice the lesson. Share it. Share it. You know, there's, there's a scripture that says, Study to show yourself approved unto who? Can anybody answer that? Study to show yourself approved unto God. So guess what? Before you teach the kids, teach God. Does God need to know what you're teaching? No. Probably he already knows. But take it by him. Here's what I do, Sister French. Whatever the Holy Ghost is giving to me through that lesson, whatever that lesson is for that day, I'll have it in, inside of my heart, real deep. When I go to prayer, I'll actually teach the lesson in prayer. Has anybody ever done that? Not like verbatim, but just teach the lesson. Take it before the Lord. Study to show yourself approved unto. I see somebody shaking their head back here. Uh huh. Thank you, Lord. So you know, see, you you take that lesson. You say, God, this is is this what you want? Well, here it is, and I'm just kind of showing you what I got here. And I'm just giving him the lesson, and, and uh, I'm just approving it, taking it by him, right? Anybody ever get permission from their, uh, uh, you give permission to your kids, they come by you and ask you permission? Doesn't it feel great? Yeah, you can do that. You know, they ask permission, hey, can I help, can I do this, can I do this? Yeah, yeah, you can. Thank you for letting me know. How about with God? How about we take our messages to God and say, God, this, this is what I'm going to do this week. Is that all right with you? Is that all right? Sometimes you'll feel chill bumps, right? you feel goose, you feel your hair, and like, all right, that's going to work. Thank you, Lord. Right? Anybody ever felt like that? All right? So, and then proof. A story of how you were impacted by the Word of God. Right? I love God's Word. How many of you love God's Word? You love God's Word? You know, whenever you share a story with kids about what's happening into your life, they're on the edge of their seat. 
when the winds and storms of life came, one was able to sustain because he was obedient. He was rock solid. When things came his way, when storms came, he was solid. We want to build rock solid kids, don't we? We want to give them a firm foundation. We want them to have apostolic doctrine deep down. And when things come their way, they can be powerful. Somebody say powerful. So, and then uh, teaching them is, is good, but teaching them to obey is better. Let that, let us sink in that one. Man, teaching them is good, but teaching them to obey is what? It's better. If the kids do not obey and put the lesson into action, what you have taught them, then all you have taught them will be lost. G. Train up a child the way he should go. This is Proverbs 22.6. When he is old, he will not depart from it. We can tell them about the way, but we must show them to walk in it. This is six things that you can apply to what you're... We're going we're gonna to start doing uh, lessons here in a second. We'll start doing uh, how to uh, uh, write curriculum or ideas. Love for the word, love for God's people, love for their family and their friends, relationship with God, relationship with their church, relationship with family and friends. You know, when I was a kid growing up as a bus kid, this is what all I heard. And uh, this, the DNA of the church, I just didn't see teachers uh, teaching me a lesson, but I saw them live it out. Even when I became to go, my, my wife and I began to go to their houses. Uh, we would see that. We would see the lessons lived out. We're like, wow, these people are not just at the church saying stuff. But look, their house is in order. Their life is in order. Their children are in order. They've come up under the word of God. They come up under the authority and the obedience of God. And that just got in my, my spirit. I'm like, you know, wow. I got into Bible quizzing. And, man, that showed me a whole lot uh, coming, you know. Before the church found me again, I was fading school. I failed the ninth grade. I didn't get to go to high school. And uh, because of the drugs and stuff that I was doing. But deep down inside, there was a love for God's Word. Even though I had fallen away. When I came back... A gentleman asked me, you want to try Bible quizzing? I said, I'll try it. Man, my grades. Sister Shaver, my grades. I'm not smart. But I began to do Bible quizzing. And that word of God, the memorization steps, the, the way to study, all that came to my life. And I was acing the test, quizzes, because I took the principles and I put them to school. I was the first one to graduate from my family. Everybody before me, uh, three other siblings had been dropping out like flies. Boom, 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 boom. And then I was next to drop out like a fly and God saved me. And I was able to just ace. My, my, my grades went up all the way to ace. Boom, 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 boom. Coming from a guy that just drug addict back here, now coming up, Bible quizzing, Bible quizzing just shot my grades up, 
But uh, I can remember being in, in my mom and my dad weren't weren't saved at that time. But for some reason, the Lord told me, go study in their room. And so I would fall asleep on the bed with all my verse cards. And my mom and my dad would come and wake up, wake me up. And uh, I can remember one time when my dad was real sick, I began to minister to him the, the quizzing scriptures and Bible quizzing. And uh, I remember coming from, I would come to the trailer house, the trailer park, and my mom would be at the door, I'd come with all the trophies, whatever. She said, good job, man. She said, what happened? Can you tell me? I said, yeah, we won, I guess, but I'm going to start teaching you. You and Dad, I don't want y'all to go to hell. I want y'all to come to church with me and be saved. The Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. For a while, for months, my mom my dad would wake me up from their bed with all the first cards. They would support me, even though they weren't in the church. Little did they know that God was doing something in their bedroom. My mom and my dad, in that last session, I showed the picture of my mom and my dad getting baptized, being filled with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, praise God. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Go ahead. You can give God a hand. But you see, it took the study time. If I would have been out with my friends doing, doing what I would have wanted to do instead of studying, instead of showing my mom and my dad dedication to the Word, uh, I got to teach my parents at home Bible study for eight months. And uh, I couldn't get married or all that. Before then, I was like, you know what? My goal right now is to teach them. Before I leave, before I leave the house, I got to get these people saved. And my sister's here. She got saved. My brother's not here, but he got saved. Born again of the water and the spirit. But it took devotion. It took time. You got to love the word. Spend time in the word. And uh, as a young person, I had so many temptations. So many temptations. To go do stuff. But I had a family to be saved. Somebody say a family. And so the primary role of teaching the scriptures to children is their parents, of course. But sometimes they may not have a parent. So most of the children we reach don't have parents teaching them. Some parents will need help and, and allow you to teach them in their place. You step into a role of intercessory teacher. In our church today, if you run bus routes, if you run, if you have kids that don't have parents in the church, you become an intercessory teacher. Parents will encourage their children to attend Bible study with you. Children will share what they have learned with their parents and be able to win their parents to God. That's what happened to me. I want to begin to look at the family in a deeper way. The needs these kids have for being raised up in a godly home and being taught by parents who will come to God and serve Him so that children will not be lost. 
not be lost to what's that last word? Huh? That's right. Teach them. Here's a few things that you can do as you're writing lessons. Teach them the apostolic doctrine, of course. Teach them with a theme or series. Teach them with a point each lesson. I'm going to slow down right here. Uh, how, how to write the lesson, right? How to create lessons. Make sure they're apostolic. It's so easy right now. If you could take uh, something that's already been written, an apostolic principle, and how can you take that and teach it to a child? An apostolic principle, right? It's already there. We already have the foundation. Oneness of God. We already have that rapture. How can you take that? It's so easy. There's books everywhere. But how can you... We're, now we're going to talk about how we can put it in a theme. How we can put it in a series. We have an advantage. We have a whole publishing house. We have maybe a bookstore in your, in your church. Maybe you have study materials. That's what I do. You know what I did when I wrote the book of Acts? The Acts chapter... The... the, the, the the Beyond Chapters. There was a series that my pastor was doing. He was doing it on the book of Acts. And guess what I did? I stole his notes. Well, basically, I was in his class and just wrote all the notes. And guess what I did? As the adults were eating the steak, I started to create Happy Meals. Right? One little girl said, if there's no prize in the happy meal, do you call it a sad meal? I don't know. I guess so. They just want the prize, right? They just want the little toy. So what you do is you're, you're chopping that thing down, right? You're chopping it down to a lesson that you want to formulate for the children. So into a mini size. So number one, get you some apostolic lessons or get you some apostolic uh, titles. Or subjects. Boom, 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 boom. How many of y'all like to teach with themes like this? You have like a setup that you can do. Like decorations, right? Normally decorations. Who, who had VBS here this year? Who had VBS? Let me ask y'all the question. Did you guys leave the setup for six weeks after that? Whole month. That's a good idea. We left it for about two months. Because that's a lot of money. Let me just give you a VBS pointer. Let me just give you a VBS pointer here. We're like, that's a lot of money for me to use it for three days, four days, and then just put it up. Why don't we just continue it? How many of you, you know, we did that, and it seemed to work because the kids were still with it after a couple months. And uh, they were still wearing their shirts. There was, it was still VBS basically for two months. That saves a lot of money, y'all. That was free. So if you have a budget in your church, you just saved a lot of money. So how can you take that apostolic subject, now put it in a theme? All right? So let's do this one. Ready, set, sell. This is easy. You can take this theme right here and talk about the journeys of Paul. What else? Noah. Jonah. What else? Being a vessel. Fisher of men, being a vessel. What else? Jesus walking on water, being a light. The Being a lighthouse. Water. How many of y'all know that we can teach a lot of lessons on water? Water baptism, right? The Red Sea. That's the very, the verse, the first, the law first mentioned. 
going through the sea. They were baptized into Moses into the sea. Right? So we have, we just got to look at the subjects that we want to teach and then bring it to a theme and say, look, I want to do this theme here around these subjects. And it's very easy. You can save your church a lot of money. And we don't have to go to uh, these uh, charismatic uh, places to get our curriculum. We can write our own because it's solid. Or you can go to PPAs to get you some. So find you those subjects. That's number one. And then I'm going to park it right here for a little bit. Your themes and your series. Usually a series can go good for about two or three months. Bless you. Uh, two or three months, right? That's what, 12 weeks? All right, what 12 things do we want to chop it down? I want to chop it down. So not only am I just uh, the message in the bottle, now I'm trying to create ideas to write curriculum. Uh, there's a brother, uh, I don't know if you might, y'all might know him, but he has a writing team. Let me give you this. If they don't teach Sunday school, but they're good Bible teachers, they can probably help you create a, a curriculum writing team. Go home, find two or three people that you can meet with at you know Starbucks, I don't know, at the church, and just say, hey, we, we want to do something. We want to write special lessons for, for our kids. Now, object lessons are galore. You can get object lesson books galore. But what I did in the Acts field, the Lord wanted me to do a science team. So we, we got all of what Pastor was teaching. I'm just doing a little application. Uh, all that Pastor was teaching. Um, and I was, I was like, okay, I want to bring it to the kids because the kids need to hear this. So at that time, science was pretty big. And how many of you know, if you go to Google now, back then it was Oriental Trading. Uh, you can find anything on science. So your props are covered. So now it's time to just write. Okay? And guess what I did? I went to the library. We don't go to the library no more. You go to Google now. I found some books, science experiment books, and I began to just take out all the science experiments from these books and begin to apply it to the principle of that lesson. And so it was a lot of work, but it was fun. So got the Oriental trading stuff. I borrowed stuff from people. Didn't ask them, but I just still borrowed it. I just asked permission. I didn't ask permission. I asked for forgiveness. And then uh, I just put it back. And uh, you should have seen it. Every 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 week was a science lab, but it was a science lab with a twist. One time we had a science lab with a boxing ring. Yeah. We had a science lab, and it looked like Superman was in there. So we just took the science lab and just converted it into uh, the book of Acts. And so it was awesome. It was like when the kids walked in, we even had a boat. And we talked about, uh, the, you know, one of the Paul and, or Barnabas. And uh, it happened to be Thanksgiving. So all the kids, it was awesome. It was a big ship, big boat like this. And we all dressed like pilgrims. And we were all in the boat. It was awesome. It was the book of Acts. It was, it, was, it was awesome. It was like literally they were in the book of Acts. And so you get a theme. You research, you get a theme, and then you get a team. Get a team. And get one point. Let's, let's speed it up here. You get one point for each lesson. What we call it is a PowerPoint. 
What is something that the kids will repeat for the rest of the hour that you're having, two hours? You can have it on the poster board. If you have fancy screen, you can put it like that. And just leave that point up there because it's right in their face. And everything that you say and do is surrounded around that point, that Bible principle point, right? So, and then what does it say there? Repetition. How many of y'all know that that's good? Repetition is good and review. Now, repetition, what does that mean? So you just keep repeating the same PowerPoint in different lessons. So, if we all had it here today, if we would all... Uh, what what is the PowerPoint here for this whole theme? Ready, set, sell. So, three steps of salvation. Very easy. They chopped it up for us. All right. So, I mean, you just repeat, 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 and then now let's go to objects. Go go and find you some object lessons. Some are already written that you can already tweak. And make it your own. This is real easy. That's what, this is what I like to do. I'll look at object lesson books. I've got a library at the house, at the church. Uh, and just get objects and just start twisting them and make them apply to your lessons. Now let's keep, keep going. Apply what they have learned. Uh, this is what I've already talked about. How can they apply it? I'm going to skip that. And also uh, teaching them with your testimony already kind of did that already. Of course, begin and end with prayer. Look, everybody, everybody has their own teaching style, right? Yeah. Not everybody's going to be like you and I. Everybody's going to be different. So utilize the different people in your, in your church. If they're good at props, let them go. If they're good at skits, let them go. If they're good at singing, let them go. So not everybody's going to teach. But there will be a, a few people that will help you teach. This is what I do. I like to buy books. Matter of fact, I already bought some. When I go home, I'm going to give them to those teachers. So if you're in the teaching role, if you're a leader, buy materials, build a library, let them come and borrow books so that they can, they can start being creative and they can start building that creativity inside the scene, outside the box scene. Okay, look, wow, we can do that. And uh, they'll, start, they'll start being creative. You just release them. Open that box and say, hey, I've got books up here. Come get them. Uh, you know, hey, borrow them, keep them, whatever you want. Buy them stuff. So everyone has a teaching style. And some are teacher, teacher. Some are preacher, preacher. Some are. But you just release them. Release them. Let's go to number five. I want to finish up here. I think we got to about 1130. Uh, look at this. Jesus, because Jesus taught with authority, people paid attention to what he had, what he said. Jesus spoke of everyday normal activities with his teaching. Jesus moved beyond external actions to heart issues. Right? Personal response application. Now this is very, very, very key right here. A rule in our church, Brother Gordon, a rule in our church is that nobody should get up with a paper and read from it. Right. But I just keep wondering about those preachers that always look at their notes. They don't want Sunday school people looking at their notes. 
I'm going to turn that off the podcast right now. You always see guys with their laptops looking at their... I even looked right there. But it's got to be in here. It's got to be in here. If you've been praying, you've been separated, you've been consecrating, if it's in there, it's going to come out. You know, if you're just looking down at this paper, it ain't going to make much of a difference. But if you're being creative with it, it's going to be impacting. And so, a rule in our church, pastor said, if I see you holding a paper, I'm taking you down. I'm pulling you down just to... And another thing he says, no pulpits in Sunday school. That's why I'm getting over here. You know when they asked us to preach, Brother Gordon, up in up in the big church, when they asked Jones Ministry to preach, there was a while where I wouldn't even go to the pulpit. I was like, no. And then they said, now go to the pulpit. Man, I'm confused. Am I going to go to the pulpit or you don't want to go to the pulpit? Well, pastor's meaning is that it's got to be in you. That's what it is. You know, you can't be held back by this or this is sacred here. I don't want to mess up with the man of God is doing up here. That's that's my reason for not going up to his pulpit. This is he's put his blood, sweat, and tears. I'm young. And I don't want to mess up anything holy that God has done to this holy man of God. And I'm I'm down here. It's okay to be down here just to share my heart. And he has every right to be in this pulpit. This is this. It's not my desk. But if I mess it up, I don't want to mess it up. You know what our pulpit is? It's when we pray and when we devote and when we teach from the heart. God's pulpit. What about not just this physical pulpit, but what about the pulpit? What is God doing in this vessel here? How is God going to work through me today? We have this treasure in earthen vessel. When the kids see you like that, they don't see you hiding behind a book or a paper. They say, he's got it. I want to be like that. Somebody say amen. amen. So I have to keep coming back so I can get on the notes here. So we'll skip the notes. We got five minutes for any questions. Questions. Any questions out here? Raise your hand. Yes, sir, please. Yes, actual science experiment, science book that had a science experiment. Of course, when you do science experiments, please uh, do them before you do them. Yeah. Or they won't. Right. Brother Gordon's here, he'll tell you you have to practice them and uh, make sure to get those down. It's nothing like a science experiment. Uh, two days before the day of Pentecost this year, uh, Pastor called and said, won't y'all do a kid service? Two days. So we pulled out the old book of Acts. The whole stage from one side to another side looked like kids' church, looked like a science. Kids received the Holy Ghost. Kids were baptized in Jesus' name that morning. And it was powerful. We used science experiments. We set it up. But God helped us in two days. Our team worked quickly, prayed quickly, fasted, set it up, prayed with kids. Man, that was powerful. Even adults got the Holy Ghost. There was a revival in that church. Even adults got the Holy Ghost. And uh, just, you know, be instant in season, out of season. Uh, you know, you got to have the Word of God. You got to be teachable so that you can be apt to teach. You can be ready. You can be 
ready at all times. I can tell you this. I was at the apartment complex. I was just walking around. I'm crazy. You know, just reaching out. And uh, nah, not a hundred kids. There was a bunch of kids out there. So, that, you know, you wear crazy stuff in the community, so you attract a lot of people. And so, wearing funny stuff. And so all these kids came up. I was backed up to the, to the uh, mailboxes. I was like, man, what am I going to do? I ain't got no objects on me. Well, the, that week, I had learned the Ten Commandments on my fingers. So I'm like, I hope I got my fingers. I got it. So I learned the Ten Commandments on my fingers. And so as I sat down, I said, y'all sit down. I'm teaching y'all the best commandments, the best commandos, like Brother Squires have taught me. Today, so I taught them every man, all those kids. You know, when we go to with ministers to, you know, with, with their kids, we taught them that we was at a Spanish restaurant. I taught them that. Man, they had some we, there was a life of the party. It was tea. I didn't have no objects, I just had my fingers. So let's let's do the Ten Commandments with our fingers, alright? Ready? So number one, there's only one. There's only one God, right? Let's repeat it. There's only one God. Number two, cut out the idols. Cut them out. Right, cut them out. Number three. See, see, man, she even got it. How old are you, sweetie? Seven. Seven. All right, what's your name? Bella. Bella. Good to have you. Let's give Bella a hand. Woo, Bella, yay. So, Bella. So, okay, number one. Number three, put it on your chin. Don't say the name of the Lord God in vain. Right? Man, those kids were... They want to get to all of them. Alright? Number four. You ready? Go to church. Alright, let's go back. Okay, Bella. What is that, Bella? Alright, see? Number two. Cut out the what? Which are statues, right? We don't worship statues. You have to simplify it. Number three, do not take the name. Do not misuse God's name. Number four, go to church. And here's what the kids like. This is the one they like. Five. Kill that fly. Kill that mosquito. Five. Honor your parents. Give my high five. See, that's easy. And then, six. Get ready for number six.
Don't watch your neighbor's stuff. All right, dismiss. That was for free at the end. Remember to go by the table and check everybody's stuff out.